Hey, how's it going? This is Billy. And I'm Jen. And you're listening to the Coffee Talk <laughs> with Billy and Jen. Why are you smiling Cheers. so bright? Because he, I, every time we, we do our opening, I have this like little nervous anticipation about the cheers because I don't want to like knock my coffee. You're a hard cheers. Yeah, you come in hot. Because I come in hot. But you're smiling so big. You're like, and I'm Jen. <laughs> it's like it's like you know you're. Like, and then Vic cheers. the sound chick is smiling, which is saying a lot because this week. Vic the sound chick had happened to her what all of us fear most. It wasn't like, <laughs> yeah, I, mean, <laughs> uh, I mean, like that can be okay. Really maybe yeah, it's a probably broad. Her purse was stolen while she was working out at the gym, and she had valuables in it. I remember Jen telling you because you weren't in the family text when Vic had explained everything that happened, and I remember your reaction got me so good because I go, I like, did you hear? Vic, you know, lost her purse. Someone stole her purse, and you're like, oh no. I'm like, and her credit card, and her business credit card, and her driver's license. And her car keys, and her iPhone, and you're like, oh my god! Well, the iPhone did it in for me. I, I was mean, like- that literally, what we just explained there, what Vic lost this week is like in in the 21st century in America, that's like losing your life. Well, your like, phone has everything, everything. password, car keys. Photos, I mean, like all the things that Vic you the need. In this I gotta life. say, you handled yourself with an enormous amount of grace, okay, considering no. true, true love. Truly. I, yeah, that's what I want to know because what, what, Ren really, in the studio. what was your real reaction initially? My my initial reaction was, um, uh, what's it when you try and fit? Fix it all really quickly. Like cancel this, cancel that. Like yeah, I yeah, just went yeah. into solving the problems yeah, yeah. that were now caused. Sure, it was. Yeah. That's yeah. what you do best. Yeah. But she didn't lose it. Like I thought there'd be oh, yeah. a, just a meltdown. I I honestly may have had a meltdown. I'm thinking right now. Like if I lost my phone right now, like the amount of information I have stored in that, like things that like passwords. And, is it backed up, babe? Like I'm I don't gonna, think even so. If, even if it is, you have to re-download all the apps, re-log in. It's, oh, yeah. it's the we need to figure out some kind of thing to. But way to stay happy. Yeah. By the way, sis. Good on you. And it all. And they caught the girl. This, okay. Well, but that doesn't mean anything. This is the fun part. Okay, crazy part. The girl. They're doing a class. She just walks in, says, How's ends up saying fun? hi to the coach at the counter, and while she's saying hi, she has her little purse tucked under her arm, yeah. and walks out, yeah. and then goes down and does it to someone else. Me they, and Vic went on like a scavenge. It's true. We, did. Like, we went on, around looking. Cri- and Saray. Um, what music? Uh, oh, Saray joined you? Zimmer, like crime ben, music. ben put on crime music. Saray <laughs> joined you guys? Oh, she was in the beginning. Oh, yeah. yeah. Like they literally were like going to go solve Oh, I would crime. too. That, that would be, I would be like, let's go. What came of it? How Nothing. great it would be if you actually found her. I would be just so what confrontational. What would you do? Oh, I would what would you do? Her. Immediately start recording. Uh-huh. Yeah, that's, I, I would be like, listen. That's like a weapon in the 21st century. We know you're going to lie about on. it, but just please hand over the purse. And like, And we'll we'll be good. Just hand over the purse. That's what I would do. Yeah. It's like, hey, just give me the purse back. Yeah. You know, all good. Instead of like Go on with, with your police, life of crime. First get the purse. Go on yeah. with your doing wrong to others. I'm not trying to hear to right all the wrongs. Just give me my purse back. Not me. I would write the wrong. No, we would write the wrong <laughs> later, but I wouldn't want to like make her feel too intimate, but intimidated enough to give the purse. You know what I mean? You know, spoken like very... Um, <laughs> you know, suburbanites, like, like as we, if we think like, okay, I'm thinking like where we grew up, Vic, Chicago and Baltimore, if you go find them, you better have a weapon. Cause they certainly are going to, and you're like, you're like, give me back the purse. And they're going to pull out their gun and be like, what are you going to do? Like, oh, nothing. I'll just be leaving now. <laughs> so man, welcome to Kirkland. I love welcome it. Kirkland. I love where we live. It's a good place to, to live. So, anywho, skis. Anywho, skis. <laughs> you did it. Hey, you know what? We have this dog. He's sitting here in Coffee Talk Studios. We're joined by um, Lil Ren Ren and Capone, the Italian mafia dog, who is anything but. But I have, 
I was this week kind of reminiscing on, as much as I'm not a fan of oh. the responsibility of this dog. Are you about to say what I think you're going to say? I was reminiscing on the fact that he's always happy, and that's kind of inspiring. Mm-hmm. Like, when we come home, Capone's just always happy. If I have an empty water bottle and I throw it, he's so happy for that. If you say the word, I won't even say it right now because he'll freak out, T-R-E-A-T. If you say that, he spins around, he jumps, he barks. If you say W-A-L-K, I'm not saying those words because he'll literally get so happy right now. Like I've even stepped on this dog before and he yelps and little whimpers and then I go over and like pet him like, oh, sorry, good boy, sorry. You're and your best friend. He starts still. to wag his tail and lick my hand. Like He's just perpetually happy. happy. And I kind of feel like we as humans could take a lesson from little puppy dogs, you know? Lessons from puppy dogs. And I think he's happy. Here's the lesson I take from it. I think he's happy because he's always looking forward to the next thing. Like, the dogs kind of do that. Like, I don't even, whatever's I next. I actually think he's just happy next because he's with us. He's just content in the moment. Well, way to bring it back to you. No, it's <laughs> it's true. Like, he accepts Look at him. Like, right now, he's literally in paradise because Jen is rubbing his, his tummy. Tum-tum. Yeah, he's, like, gone into oh, a trance. little noodle. Yeah. We call yeah. him Bareface Noodle. Pecone. We call meatball. him Meatball because he got into the trash once Co- and ate the meatballs and then vomited. Prince vomited red meatball sauce all over your white carpet. So when, when I come home from work, I call him, hey, Prince, because he's sitting at the top of the stairs yeah. waiting for me. And, he, and, and no one else waits for me when I get home. I don't get kisses from anyone else when I get I'm home. I'm sorry. I, I mean, I don't know I'm where sorry, you are. What? You're not at the top of the stairs waiting for oh, me. Oh, I'm supposed to sit tail. at home and wait for you? I'm I mean, sorry. I'm not doing life. rolling over. <laughs> I do not roll over. Yeah, that is correct. Uh, yeah, you do sometimes. You know what I mean? <laughs> you mean afterwards? <laughs> Okay. <laughs> Poor little Rin Rin. You, you literally go to me. You know what I mean? And I'm like, I think I do. You know what I mean? So that's why I did what I did. We love each other. You know, 20, oh, 20 almost four years. It's just so good. So well, we, it's been we, a great, great summer is just getting cool started. Effects. I feel like we just hit the weather now. It's um if you're if you're in Seattle with us, we had a rainy week, but now it's seventies. The sun is breaking, and it, the forecast says, here it comes. These 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 next two and a half months are why most Seattleites, I think, live in Seattle. Mm-hmm. It is the most beautiful. The weather doesn't get too hot. The Everything's green. The water sparkles. The skies are blue. The mountains are mag- majestic. The parks are full. No one appreciates people good weather like come Seattleites. Out. I don't think oh, yeah. people work from yeah. June to August. They're just everywhere. We do, all but day. we just get out there. Yeah, yeah. So it's, it's totally. This different. is it. We're in it. We're doing. And then it. it's also sixty days. We have sixty days until we go on vacation to the beach, yeah. the ocean. Yeah. Oh my gosh, Jesus, take me there. Take me there. I think when we hit July, it's just kind of like downhill from there. It's Are we passing like, bacon around in Coffee Talk Studios? Delicious. Oh, God. Speaking What's I mean, it doesn't get any better than this. We coffee have coffee and, and bacon. bacon. We got a sweet serenity candle burning. Um, oh, babe, by the way, the shop, you're opening up a... I don't know if we've even talked about it, but Sweet Serenity is opening up another location. Well, semi-location, right? In mm-hmm. Woodenville. It's like phase one. Phase one at what's it called? Um, Sidekick, Sidekick Coffee. coffee. In of course, we're opening it up in a coffee shop. Yeah. That was the goal. That was the goal. It's place. on brand. It's on brand with who we are, what you know, we do. Bringing a little happiness. Great new coffee shop that's opening this month in June. Sidekick Coffee in Woodenville. If you live in Seattle, and we're gonna, you're gonna have a a flower candle plant kind of wall set up. Bouquet permanently. wall. We're doing a bouquet a, wall. Yeah. A bouquet wall. You grab and go. Get a cup of coffee. Take a beautiful bouquet to the one you love. And plants and candles. And cute little plants. Um, house. So plants it's not the cart yet. 
but it's no, not yet. But that's the that's the end goal here. Yeah. We're gonna see how things. But it'll be permanent out. there. Yeah, yeah. I'm excited. We're actually going in tomorrow night to install some of the stuff. So Fine. we will we'll keep you heads up on uh, making launching, moves, launching that. Just expand and slowly but surely. And then I want to be downtown Kirkland, hopefully Ooh, soon. Yeah. So oh really? Maybe another coffee shop. Well, you never know. Maybe, you never know. Man. Maybe two more little pop up. Okay, locations. by the time this time by this time next year. What would you think with the shop? Like, what are your goals? Do you think you'll have, right now you'll have, so we're about to have two locations right now. What, three locations, yeah, four at locations? Least. I, like, yeah, totally. Mm. And then at least at some point, a big permanent, like, you know, footprint. Flagship. Flagship. Which we've looked into some of those. <laughs> That's. Like the Starbucks Reserve or something? Like a. Oh, gosh, that would oh, be a dream. God. I'm going to no, need like, a couple even million. Even just like 1,400 square feet. Several million. But I mean, it just, in the places we're looking I can't. I'm actually shocked Time how much everything. Uh, commercial retail spaces. Cost. You know what it it's, is? It's, it's not just what base rent is for commercial retail because I think that's kind of stuff we could handle. If anyone knows what I'm talking about, real estate, it's the triple net, which is like insurance the and the, the cam utilities the, and yeah, the common area expenses. Like there's so many other fees on top of your rent. So they're like, oh, rent is this. You're like, we could do that, but then it almost almost doubles yeah. by the time they're done. At the very least, it's, it increases by 50%. I mean, what we could do, babe, is, is buy crazy. a home with some land and create our own experience. Yeah. And then I'm my own landlord. I don't have to be paying uh, you'd have to pay me triple, triple net. net. You'd have to pay me triple net. I'll, I'll do that on the side. But I'm telling you, we'll do triple net and we don't got to worry Wait, about it. You want to start a commune? No, but like an experience. <laughs> like, you know? It's funny, where we live, uh, the whole family endearly refers to as the compound. It is. True story. We live in the compound. True story. People come over the compound all the time. What are we talking about this morning? Okay. Okay. I just keep talking about this. I I had a thought. Good dialogue, you know. I had a thought the other day on, I want to say, no apology. Sometimes your desire to live at the level of your capacity insults people who are satisfied to stay where they are. Well, I kind of feel like we've been down that road a little bit in the last several months. So I I actually have. Oh, I'm sorry. Can I like override (laughs) you? Can I override you? Can I have, can I ask permission to override your, 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 your thought of the day? You want to take over? Yeah. Let's go. Can I? Can I? I mean, like, it's cool. I just put in work and time into thinking. But this yeah, is the thing. I, mean, I was thinking this morning. True story. Drinking coffee. It's Father's Day week. Like this whole week. I know it's Sunday, but we celebrate the people in our world that are our fathers. Uh-huh. And I think your father's anniversary of his death is on the twenty fifth. So I think it would be awesome to talk about how great of a father you are. Aww. And I want to interview you. Ooh. Can we do that? Oh, okay, yeah. The interview thing, the interview's cool. I don't want to talk about how great I'm hollering. Well, I know that makes you feel awkward, but I don't don't really care. Um, But last month, you you did a a thingy for moms, and you planned it all out. So uh, let's just What did I do? Let's do this. Didn't you do an interview your mom episode? I think we did that last year. Man, we've been doing this podcast for so long. No, I don't think, on Mother's Day, I don't think we did interview with your mom. I think we, yeah, I don't remember what we did on Mother's Day. Oh, I don't know. Well, uh, I interviewed Jen for something. Yeah. We did that a year ago. I remember really? doing that when we lived in the when we lived in the tree house, which we affectionately called our that. We we name all of our houses. Okay, so when we lived in so the tree I got, house, I got some questions. Did an interview for you. with your mom because okay. you're you're like the best. All right, so I'll just father. take what I was thinking and just throw that. Yeah, to yeah, the, yeah. You're okay. gonna, next week. You, right. you dominate this podcast anyway, so I'm about to get you know. I'm about to get domineering. Oh, you're about to get dominated. It could, come, it could come natural sometimes. You know what I mean? Stop with all the innuendos. <laughs> okay. Um, okay. You're a really great father. I, I have a few questions. I've okay. actually um, I actually thought about them today. 
So we're gonna talk about well, it. Well, I'm glad to know. I, I hope this. I hope this episode goes well. It's all one. on you. If okay, it this is this is here we go. The first one. You make it look um, kind of easy, but what's the hardest thing about being a father? Like you make it. In my mind, I think in every season you have made it really seem easy, and I feel like you've almost known what to do. Your instincts are so good. So what? So even though it's hmm. been you know easy, what has been the most challenging? Yeah, you just yawned at the I, mic. I have a big yawn. <laughs> what did I? You heard that? Yeah. Yes. That had nothing to do with what you were saying. Um, okay, you've already so lost me. Because Your way to go. In this light podcast of the is Father's Day week, what has been maybe for all the dads who are listening? What are, what is the hardest thing? Um, What's been the hardest? I, thing? I've never really felt like being a father has been that hard. So maybe, but I wouldn't say it's easy. You know, I don't want to say. That. I, it, and I also I think you have to take for granted. Like I can't take for granted that I had a great dad. We had a great dad growing up. You know, as for the short time that we had, he died when he was in his fifties, his early fifties. But you know. So uh, most of our formative years, Dad was there. I mean, I was yeah. in my I was in my mid twenties when he died. So he like he raised us. You know, well, at long, least for you, I mean, for your mom, brother, he and mom too. That was pretty early. Yeah, yeah, yeah. For Benny, he was sixteen, so that was tough. That's so, like Serenity's age. Wow. I don't know. I think um, the-, the hardest thing about being a dad, I would say, right now, because you know our kids are twenty one, twenty. Little Red Run's about to be seventeen in a couple months. Um, Crazy is has been letting them make their own decisions as they get older. Because I think Ooh. as their dad, I've always kind of felt like I know better. I I know what's better for them. I want what's better for them. Like, you know, and so like letting kids as they get older, like my sons with their jobs, you know, Judah was recently yesterday being like, yeah, there's a chance he can move out of state for a new job or, you know, he's he's perpetually applying for, for other stuff. jobs. And yeah, my like, gosh, he's this insane. kid, man, like he's not a kid, but he just gets so many open doors. <laughs> his his problem His problem is like which door not to walk through, but... So he was thinking the other day about maybe moving out of state, you know, and it's like, I'm try- I have to remind myself what it was like when I was 17, 18, 19, 20, when you're like a young adult, like I was starting to make decisions. I mean, I moved out when I was 17, went to college. And you really want that freedom, right? As right. And that age. my dad was pretty good. We had some, we had some run-ins where he's like, you can't do it. And I'm like, I can, cause I'm grown, you know, but it's like letting kids that aren't kids start to make their own decisions and trust that like. They're going to learn their way, trust that, you know, I'm a person of faith, so trust that God is helping them. Totally, even when I, I mean, that's right? hard. When I disagree with, like, decisions they're making, like, I wouldn't do that. Is it harder for the boys or for Serenity in that? Well, I feel like with Seren right now, probably harder with the boys, but they're older now. So, you know, like, they're making big life decisions at this like point. Like, letting go fully, yeah. not having to yeah. say the first, or even having the first word. Seren's easy. I mean, Seren's always just been so, like, we've had, I mean, I'm so, she's sitting in the studio right here, so compliment, but, like... I'm so hey. happy and grateful that there haven't been like massive disagreements with Serenity. I mean, there's just there's moments of like, hey, that's not how we act, and her being like, I'm not acting that way, you know. But those are so small and minor, and are literally cleared up by the time we all go out to dinner. You know what I'm saying? Like it's just, yeah. and we're getting coffee, and it's kind of over, and it's like, all right, love you, love you, and it's just done. So I feel like you know, knock on wood, that yeah, it's been, it's just kind of been easy. So I don't know. Okay, the most difficult season. As a father, the most, and that would be kind of piggyback. Oh yeah, easy. When my just, dad died, uh, when okay. it was hardest to be a dad, dad when, your when dad I was died. dealing with the death of my dad. You know, because I feel like we've gone through hard seasons mm-hmm. in life, and even our kids have gone through, or as a family, and we kind of bond together. I mean, four, three or four years ago, we went through a very difficult season as a family. The kids were old enough to understand betrayal, to understand injustice, to understand just pain. That was hard, but we did it as a family. Like we did, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like they got to see me cry. I got to be there when they cried. We got to kind of process. 
when my dad died, they were young. Sren wasn't even born. The boys were babies. And I'm actually super grateful that they were young because I just kind of stopped for nine months. I mean, I wasn't a husband. Father. Um, I wouldn't have been a dad. I don't think my boys even knew. The only thing they know about that was what we tell them. You know what yeah. I'm saying? So, yeah. yeah, that was so hard, I would say. Um, okay. Oh, you know, I would say there's another season. is when we we used to work years and years ago, over a decade ago, we used to work at a role, and it was, there was a point in that job where it became so stressful for me. It was kind of like the environment, the work environment, the way mm. things were being done. And I remember being so stressed and so, and I would come home and had no virtue for the kids. Remember? Yeah. We were fighting a lot. Um, I mean, this was years ago. This was well over a decade ago. So people who know us are like, wait, was that? No, no, no. I'm talking like 15 years yeah. ago in another state. And it wasn't that the job was always bad, but it, it kind of went sour and kind of went bad. And I remember um, we just made a change. We literally moved. To now, we felt it was God, and but we moved to another state. And I feel like sometimes, like when you're in those places, like I wasn't spending time with the kids because I didn't have any virtue to spend time with the kids. You're just ex- by the time you got home, it was like, and it wasn't that I was overworked. I mean, we were overworked, but I was emotionally spent. Yeah, just in the environment I was in. I was so I was always fighting for right or for whatever it was or for what I felt was right. I could have been wrong too, and. So, but you moved, but that was that—that that was a kind of God thing that all happened kind of at the end of that season. But what would you say to a dad who's, act, they're not going to move and they're finding their, they get home and they're, they're spent, they're exhausted. There's no virtue. They're actually snappy with the kids, yeah. you know, kind of thing. Make a change. That's make what change. I would say. Like have the courage, dad. Yeah. Be a man and make the change you need to make. Make the change. To be a good dad. Yeah, yeah. And I think, and God, it helps to have a good woman, the best wife. I mean, you encourage we made that change together. That wasn't just me, but I remember being like, babe, I think we should do this. And you're like, I think we should too. And then we just, we started doing it. We made a change. I think that's so good. Yeah. Okay, In fact, we- when we moved to Seattle, we literally said, <clears throat> we feel like this is more for our kids than it is even for us. So true. Yeah. And I think some of the changes we as parents have to make, selfishly, we may not want to make them because it's what we want, but I think we have to evaluate and say, no, what would be best for the kids? Because yeah. they're only going to be little for so long, right? They're only going to be at that age right. for so long. So that means either you do it or sometimes you don't do it. Sometimes we want to do something, take that new job, move to that new city for that. Sometimes ex- even saying no to, to a promotion right. yeah. would cause too many hours away from your kids. We're going to move or, because we have this opportunity. Yeah. But, if it's gonna have a huge detriment on your kids, I'll tell you what, man. After after seeing our kids hit their twenties, it was worth every it single was worth second. It. Absolutely, yeah, yeah. absolutely. Yeah, I take it okay, back. what do you love most about being a father? Um, Leftovers, <laughs> family, family. Honestly, it's like okay. Every time we hang out a ton as a family, and every time my kids come over to the house, every time little Rin Rin and I go on like a day date, we went and got breakfast the other day. Just random, like you want to get lunch? And she's like, yeah. You want to get breakfast lunch? She's like, yeah. And we just. It's like these are our people. Like you don't get, you only get so many people in life. Friends can come I and go. I love that. If you're blessed enough you to have friends so that remain, that's life. so awesome. But friends don't always remain. And sometimes the greatest hurt comes from friends. Um, but family, like those are our people, especially when you're talking about your children. Like these are our people, man. And so like to be able to just look and like this is this is us. You know, isn't that a TV show? Like, this is us. And I think that's the most rewarding part about being a father. And you would say that even in this season now, and then even when they were little, probably would that be the same thing? Like, even in the little little ages of your kids, would it have been just, I get to be with my kids? What would have been your favorite thing then? Is there anything that changes with that question, or would it be the same answer? Um, 
Like I loved when they were kids, I loved living vicariously through them. Yeah, you did it. So remember, so well. like, like you know, I remember <clears> thinking <throat> when we when we first started having kids, like, because we loved a vacation. You and I, we get we go, like we love to get out and get going. And I remember like having this moment of fear, like, oh my God, what if like what if like like we're gonna be bored now? Like we're mom and dad, like we can't go out. Like I love to go out in the ocean. I can't go out. I got a little one year old, two year old. So and then real. I remember like getting there and like seeing them see waves for the first time. And taking them to ice cream for the and first time. It's a time. lot of work to go to the yeah, beach yeah. with kids. It totally is. But I then mean, like going out and all of a sudden I it was like I was reliving vicariously. You know, some people say it's bad to live vicariously through your kids, like in sports, like trying to live your glory days, and I agree. But like on vacation, like moments of joy and happiness and creating traditions and pajama rides where we'd go out to the surf shops in the evening, get them ice cream and buy them like a dollar toy, and like watching the joy and the absolute like wonder you're so good at that like i loved that and for me i was like now vacations are a million times better and as they got older and they learned to jet ski and they learned to swim and now they're catching waves with me and now my sons and daughters were like seeing who can go the furthest on the wave like you know and just like and whether it's just i love it i love you you are you're so good at that i think the thing that i've admired the most over the years is every season you've even like christmas you just make it magical even to even now it's like the biggest deal your birthdays you know little things that they learn to ride their bike it was like let's go and celebrate any any excuse to celebrate and yeah well was- i think it is magical i think life and a lot of those seasons are magical we just have to be better at capturing the magic in it like, capture so the magic good. in the moment you know what i'm saying because i do think life holidays vacations even just dates like with your kids or moments like they're magical but we don't capture the magic in the moment yeah and i don't know where i learned that from i think maybe my parents i don't really remember specifically um, maybe it's faith. I just think it's uniquely maybe you it's too. Life. It's just the way God made you. It's, and you know what else I love doing? I loved like pretending with the kids. So all of them, like we'd pretend like, I remember driving with little Ren Ren <laughs> on the way to school. I remember she's like, her <laughs> eyes are getting big oh and I'd be like, okay, so we're in a spaceship and there's a car. All right, good. And she would like, oh, she pretend like, like this, this <laughs> vent over here when she'd push the power Here's button. Yeah. I'm like, all right, um, what's our vector? Okay, the white car over there, we have to kill it. Just launch missiles. And she'd be like, hit hitting the volume button on the radio. And she's like, <laughs> and I'm like, uh, target destroyed. And like, we would just live in these. Target destroyed. <laughs> we would like do it for 10 minutes on the way to school. And she just, you know, as a kid, they're like, they love to play in this like make believe world. And it didn't take anything for me other than just like, let's just kind of make up and something. And you know what I'm here? You know what I love? We'd make stores in the house. They would like sit up in their bedroom. All the kids Oh, did yeah. This. The checkout And they station. would have like, we'd give them like cookies and stuff. And then you and me, we'd be the only customers. Vic the sound chick would come over and we'd come up to their room with like quarters and they'd be like, what would you like to buy at my store? Oh, yes. <laughs> and then they'd be like, they'd make a restaurant. Remember, they'd be like, and we'd come up with a menu. Like, um, yeah, they'd goulash which was just like soup and then we had like sandwiches and they would make them we'd give them all the stuff and they'd be like okay your yes. order will be out in five minutes would you like some chips as an appetizer like it was well just- even when even when they were little and they just had a hard time go, you know eating before school you would make a little menu to make them want to eat a good meal before school so he would be like bacon or eggs or you could have oatmeal totally. or you could have cream of wheat or you could have you know you'd make and here's the list. thing we're not really taking much time out of our days to do that like we're gonna do lunch we're gonna do breakfast yeah, we're gonna I drive to it. school it was kind of like making those moments again magical like the make-believe for kids you know and as they got older we didn't do it as much but isn't it funny little rumor is here is almost 17 years old and the moment i said it her eyes got real big she's like oh i remember you know like it's so good you're so a- good at that and i think the the beauty of that like you just said is is it's just capital capitalizing of living in the moment with our kids like living in that very moment changes even just the way the kids enjoy their life mm-hmm. it's so good babe okay okay one regret our, our 
Okay, let me say it this way. Our son is 22, so our kids are grown. Over the last 22 years, could you maybe look at one or maybe two things that's been maybe your the biggest regret you've had as a father? Man. Because I think, I think life is what it is. We learn in the moment, yeah. and we have regrets. And I know right? we all have regrets, and, I, and I, I know that I can't say I have no regrets because I... But I kind of, it is really hard for me to think of like what, there's no major regrets. Okay, I think of like, I have an enormous extended family on the East Coast. Um, time and distance and life has not afforded my kids to know many of them very well. Like if I said Uncle Danny, certainly might be like, mm, I think I met Uncle Danny. You know, yeah. but like these were people that kind of like, we live long distance from them, but growing up, we'd visit them every Christmas. We'd, we'd do family reunions. And so I, I wish my kids could have... So maybe exposure. I wish I could have given my kids a little more exposure to the life I had that they don't have, like where we grew up, like the houses where they, where you came that from. we grew up in. Like if Vic and I, Vic and the <laughs> soundcheck where I'd go back to Elgin at the house we grew up in with the bad... You know, with the bad basketball broken backboard on the on the garage. You know, um, <laughs> if we go to back to Bartlett, you know, if we go back to um, Roselle, Roselle, Chicago, like we lived in just we lived in like we need to, we need to take a trip to Chicago, man. Yeah, like so, and I th- and our kids are grateful, and I don't, I wouldn't, they're not even remotely entitled, but they the life that it they live, the houses they live in, and I they're hard workers. So I, I I think when you have good things in life. But you can still be grateful and hardworking. You're winning. Like that's actually what it is. That's yeah. where it's like that's not a bad thing. And I'm so grateful that our kids have that. But I kind of wish they could have seen, like where we grew up. You don't go for like we'll go walks. We'll go on walks at night around here. Ten o'clock. We'll just go on walks. Like you. You don't go on walks at ten o'clock. Not, not in Baltimore. Sh- not in Baltimore. Not Chicago. You do yeah. not. Yeah. In fact, you absolutely you are. I mean, the chances of a crime right. taking place are about 95%. Like, it's just like, you just don't go out that late at night. And if you do go out, you go out with a bunch of boys, and there's a good chance you're still going to get into an issue. Totally. You just might, you might come out on top. Like, yeah, so maybe exposure, like exposing them to kind of where we grew up. But I mean, I haven't been back to Chicago since I left. Okay. Same. Yeah, right. So I got a you few more. Back, yeah. I got a few more. We're running out of time, but I'm, okay. I got a few more. Okay, the funnest thing you did with your kids growing up. Funnest thing you did. Yeah, I think what I was saying, like so kinda, you've living vicariously through them, okay. make believe. Yeah, I think that was the funnest part for me. Okay, I got a question. Mm-hmm. How did I make it more difficult for you to be a good father? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> because the truth is, is we, we over-mom. I call it over-momming, which is not a word, but I know. Over-momming can really, you know, not be okay, especially in the early years and in their adolescence. So what would it be? Easy. Oh, <laughs> that's why I asked the question. You're too sexy. Okay, and I stop. can't keep from making out with no, you in front of them, that, and it emotionally scars okay, that them. Is, that They're is literally safe. like, "Oh my god, stop. stop! I can't keep my hands stop. off you." Okay, you so, walk around just flaunting you. your sexiness. Okay, no, I don't. There's nothing I can do as a man because I'm a man before I'm a dad. I know what it is. <laughs> it's hard for him to parent because everyone thinks you're a sister of theirs. <laughs> <laughs> like, dude, why is your oh. dad kissing your sister like that? I worked out with Caleb this morning, and a cute little couple who works out there all the time. I was like, "Oh, is this like? Are you? Is this your your older sister? Are That's you guys- what they said again." Yeah, and then she goes, "Or are you guys? Is this your mom? Because you guys are like twins." Oh yeah. And I was like, "No, he's my son." And she's like, "Okay," because I noticed you had a daughter, so I was like, "Is that? Is that a?" Yeah, honestly, I Caleb mean, if I'm laughs. being honest, I think I have crossed the line physically sometimes in front of our kids with you, and it's because I can't. <laughs> 
not. Okay, so but not. that's not the, it's your fault, babe. No, okay, that's you do a, it to me. I love you. You're being safe. But honestly, I, oh, okay, I think for easy. the listeners, I would be easy. It's, and it would be the same for me with you. I think okay. anytime we undermine each other yes. in front of the kids, like if yes. I were to be like, hey, if I were to get stern with the boys, even if I were out of place. I'm not talking like abuse ever, but like if I was just like got stern with them and you were like, and you were to like right there in the moment in front of them, like undermine me. Or if I did that to you, it's vice versa. That I think is one of the most divisive things in parenting. We have to have a, we have to have like a unified come front. To agreement. And then afterwards you'd be like, yo, I disagree with what you and did. And there were moments and then when you go were back and apologize. Something, I was and we, not know. happy. And I, I had mm-hmm. to learn quickly to like, after the fact, we are talking about me that. Me too. And me you know, too. Like, I've done that to you. So, and, yeah. and I, cause I get like so passionate at the moment. I just want to say it right now. Um, yeah. That's good. Okay. okay. And it's, we're about to celebrate the anniversary of your dad passing. Um, what do you miss most about him? Yeah, he rest in peace. Cross myself what do you miss most? Um, him being a grandpa to my kids. Oh, that me too. Yeah. That makes my heart, my heart sad. I mean, my heart sad. No, yeah. He'd okay. be, he would be a great grandpa. What, what's, what was, um, or what is the most important thing you've learned from him? What has been the most important thing you've learned from him over the years? Um, oh, yeah. Easy. Love your wife. Mm. that's what my dad taught me um, before he even loved us. And dad loved us. We know that, but he, he loved my mom like I love you. And maybe that's the best compliment I've ever given myself in my whole life is he just, he loved her, loved her, unashamedly loved her and was physical with her. And what was the thing that he said to you the one time you talked back? Yeah. He's like, you're not disrespecting your mom. You're disrespecting my wife. And I mean, that, that set with me forever. And I was like, wow. Like he, he's like, he's like, he made I love you, son. I'll die for you. I'll kill for you. But make no mistake. If you, if you pit me against this woman, I'm with her. I, and I love was like, that. Okay. So More the moral of that story is like, don't pit More dad against dads, mom. Like they're, they're, they're together. Yeah. And he just made that yeah. clear. And yeah, that's the most valuable lesson he ever taught me, for sure. I think this is a good question because I think you do both so well. What would you say is the difference between being a father and a mentor? Because I feel like oh, they yeah. could be the same, but they are different. And I think you've done both well. Um, probably the level of commitment and intimacy, right? So, what like, what do you mean? Okay, so like as as a mentor, you commit to someone, and you're there's a there's a point where you're like, hey, I'm committed to you, I believe in you, I'm here for you, um, you know. And then, but at some point, as a mentor, like if, if there's a young man that I'm like mentoring, at some point, like if they're just like f you, forget you, and they're just not responding, at some point, there's a there's a level, and it's different uh, where I'm yeah. like, hey, so like that's on you, like I can't, I can only do so much, mm. I can't. I can't keep staying here. Like, this isn't healthy. You don't want me to be here. You know, we started out. Like, there's, you know, there's a point where it's like, I won't actually go that far with you. Whereas, you know, so there's, I think there's a point um, where you kind of have to stop caring so much because there's only so much you can do. But with my kids, that point never comes, ever. No matter what happens. As a father, like, it will never come to the point where I'm like, I'm going to have to stop caring so much. Like, I'm going to have to kind of, I'll always be like that. I might have to like give space, but only out of caring. Like, okay, I'm going to give them space because I'm, I'm, we're never, it's never like, Hey, sorry. Like this isn't going to work anymore. Like that never happened. You never write off your kids. I don't think there's anything my sons or my daughters could ever, 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 ever do. They could hurt me as, as, as brutally as, as a human could hurt another person emotionally and physically. And I, at some point I know I would just be like, those are my kids, man. Like, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm going to have to figure this out. We're going to have to work this out. Whereas in a mentorship relationship, you can just be like, hey, it was a good season, huh? But things have changed. You've changed. I've changed. And I don't think change is bad. Remember when the caterpillar said to the butterfly, 
you've changed. And the butterfly looked at him and was like, I think we're supposed to. <laughs> you know, like, so I think like that happens in mentorship relationships. But even in the changes with kids, there's there's not going to be that. There's just... You're their father. Yeah, I think the level of intimacy the doesn't change. Even that yeah. is. That's beautiful. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, what's one piece of advice or more you would give to dads? Could you Could you maybe put it into one or two things? Yeah, be present. That's so Be good. present. Be fully in the moment with your kids, with your family. Not just with your kids, but with your wife, dad. Like, be there. Uh, be there. I could think... And I, I, you can't be there all the time, but being present doesn't mean I'm there for every little thing, but I'm present. Like, it's normal What does that look, like, to be look like, though, practical when a dad is working, you know, a 10-hour day? Because I, I hear that, well, I have to work so much, I can't be. Which I kind of feel like is an excuse, potentially. What? Like, how does that look? Because men... They they work hard. They should. If work you hard, work ten right? hours a day, seven days a week, you work too much. That's that. And if you're a father, you're gonna have to make the change to be a good father. Yeah. Now, if you work ten hours a day, four days a week, or even five days a week, well, dude, you still got two. Other, you know what? You still have some evenings, and you still have two other days, and you still have the weekends. There's a lot that can be done. Right. My dad worked all the time, but he made time on Saturdays and Sundays. He was with those kids. Evenings, we would. I remember, Vic. You probably still remember sitting around the dinner table and having dinner. Dad would come home and we would have dinner. So like he didn't have all this time, but we would do dinner pretty much five really? nights of the week. The family sat and had dinner. I remember because dad wouldn't let us leave the table until well, we finished our vegetables. Well, you know what I love about what, what being present, what I've experienced with being married to you, which I love, and, and fathering three kids alongside of you and mothering them alongside of you, is that when you got home, you didn't just like take your shoes off, put your feet up and read the newspaper and watch the, the nightly news. You actually got home got changed and you were there you were present like what, that might have been changing a diaper as soon as you got home that might have been like sitting down and like you know having a cup of coffee with all of us or taking the guys out to the driving range when they're in middle school like you just you didn't you didn't get home and and that's it like i need my time it was like no my time is with you and that's wow, how you yeah. were so present well i think you know and as a first as a young father that was harder like i had to really be like I'm going to have to kind of sacrifice my time. Then I've realized as they got a little older, it only took about four or five years, I would say my time became our time. And I'm actually genuinely, I, it's like I trained myself or to be refueled being with our people, which mm-hmm. is our kids and with you. Like that became my time. What I don't have my time anymore. To. Like I don't have time with the guys. Um, every now and then we'll throw a poker game. That's fun. Every now and then, very rarely. I haven't even gone golfing in the last five months, but I'll go golfing with a buddy. Um, and seasons change. There's different. Yeah. I don't. I don't know. And maybe that's unique for me. And so maybe a lot of guys can't relate with that. I don't have much. I mean, I have time alone for me, but I'll do that during the day when the kids are gone. I'll get that in the afternoon. I'll catch it on my lunch break. I'll skip freaking lunch or take lunch by the lake and have my time. But when I would get home, and this is the story of our life, it's like it's our time. Like, where are we going? Like, I have to actually be careful sometimes because you'll be like, babe, I just want to go on a date with you. And I'm always like, does a little runner want to come? Want to call the fam? Want to get Jude and Caleb? Like, because it's our people. Yeah. And I have to be like, okay, no, no, tonight. And even when I do, then I'll like tell Serena, like, hey, do you want my card? You can go get dinner with friends. You know, like, I want to make sure she's having <laughs> a good time. You know, I'm and like, I'm like, they're, they're okay to stay home. <laughs> she's they're... always like, sure. You know, and she's so grateful. And she's like, you don't have to, dad. You know, but I love it. I but love yeah, it. so yeah. Okay. Because of time, I want to do a really quick um, a speed round. So okay. I, got, I got a few questions I want yes. to ask you. This is, a, this is a legitimate Coffee Talk interview. Cheers, You've included love. a speed I'm round. I'm getting excited. Speed round. First thing, favorite thing to cook? 
um, breakfast, like omelets, or we do these breakfast mm. quesadillas or grilling. And if I'm going to say, um, I love to grill, but right now in this season, I think my favorite thing is to grill, which I haven't grilled these in a while. I'm probably going to do it what today. What is it? Wings. Yeah. I love, to, I love to grill wings, and I also love to grill salmon because oh, you spicy. do the cedar plank, and you you get it in the water, and you soak it. So maybe tonight I'll do I'll do salmon and wings. But <laughs> we, we got stuff going on tonight. Okay, like, tomorrow, forgotten. tomorrow. <laughs> Man, we ruined it. Cancel it. <laughs> well, we can do it later. Okay. Right. I got one for you. You ready for it? Yeah. Favorite outfit on me? Completely nude. Oh, come on. <laughs> Utterly just nude. Oh no, okay. Gosh. You know what? I'll be honest. I love when you wear comfy. Like if you'll wear like cotton, like I love when you wear the cotton hoodies that are midriff and then you wear like <laughs> sweatpants. You asked. I mean, gosh, don't get me going. Like like sweatpants or like loose like like cotton shorts. God. I love comfy gen. Comfy gen. <laughs> Is my, is my vibe. I love it. I like if you could see right, I'm just smiling. I love just, comfy just cozy gen, yeah. Okay, I'll wear You just bought tonight. these new pants that are like, what kind of, they're like. Oh, I love them. It's like a oh, soft, a yeah. Yeah, man, like some kind of like fur. They're like <laughs> fur pants. Oh, God. We'll have to take a picture of them posting for the people, you know what I mean? Yeah. I don't know. That's they might not be weird. able to handle okay, it. Okay, moving right along. Okay, uh-huh. favorite routine in the day. Your, your favorite routine in the day. Mm, speed route. I love my morning routine. I wake up, get coffee, kind of read. I kind of like take my mind time. But you know what I love? I've been thinking about this. I love going to the shop, the flower shop. Like our, for a, most of our lives, we talk about one day we'll have a shop and we'll go in and you'll bring me coffee and we'll kind of like, we'll run our shop and we'll see people. And so like probably three or four times out of the week, I'll show up and I'll like pick up the trash or I'll help you set up or I bring flowers or there's just little things I do, you know, just, you know, you run the shop. But I, I love that vibe, like going into the shop, you know, go, going things. to the shop. Yeah. Going to the donut shop. Yeah. Okay. Um, least favorite routine of the day. Oh, this is from quarantine. Easy. Getting ready. <laughs> Shaving. Showering. That's so real. Moisturizing. <laughs> I, get, I get exhausted. Like having to like about pick it. out an outfit. Like because I'm just so we used to really throw... do anything. We have to put makeup on. I mean, like I, like, I just yeah, but I, even that like. I got so used to, like, right now I'm wearing, I'm your wearing shorts, like, I'm wearing what, shorts what, what and a hoodie. Out? Like, that's what I love to just wear. And quarantine did that to me. But now that we're back out there, like, I have to be like, oh, I got to probably, like. I call it outside clothes. Yeah, like, I can't wear sweatpants clothes. everywhere anymore. Vic, Vic like, just wears inside Literally, clothes. just about two months ago, we bought, like, I actually bought, like, genuine pants. Because I'm like, I got to stop wearing sweats. Thank God. Like, we're no longer I, I was in like, lockdown. Yes, you've Whoa. seen me wear them. You probably haven't noticed. Yeah, yeah. Whoa. I bought jeans. Yeah. That's the thing? Jeans? Yeah, yeah. I bought a couple new jackets. So yeah, I'm not enjoying the whole 30, 40 minute routine of like being an adult in the mornings. <laughs> oh God, you almost spilled yeah, your coffee. I caught My it. heart just, right. just dropped. Okay, okay. Your favorite exercise routine. Go. Push-ups. Pull-ups. Oh. I, can't I do, do appreciate you I doing I can't those. do pull-ups yet, but uh, I'm, I work on them. If I go to the gym, it's it's chest and tries. <laughs> That's every day. every day. It's all I do. <laughs> I'm out there benching and doing my triceps. <laughs> Caleb was like, if he goes to the gym, he's only going to do benching. I'm like, just get him to do other stuff. Like You know, you know what? Him. I do enjoy a nice jog every now and then, especially in the evening. I kind of do. At my pace, which is a valet, kind of like, go get the keys to the car. <laughs> go for a mile. I love Dude, it in the evening. That's a good yeah. description. Yeah, yeah. It's a valet I run. actually do enjoy that. Go get the keys If you're like, let's do stairs or let's go for time, I'm like, not interested. Yeah. Not trying to push it. Just a nice little valet jog. Yeah, little valet a, jog. Okay, favorite dessert? Vanilla wafers and Rice Krispie treats. What? what? Oh, just like those are cookies. The vanilla wafers. Remember oh, those? Vanilla yes. Wafers. yes. By themselves? Yes. Just give me vanilla wafers. I need it. What? Not vanilla. I've yes. never heard this. 
on oh, vacation. When we first, when and we then, first got Jen, married. you used to make you used to make pans of Rice Krispie treats. Oh, oh my I should God. make those. They're actually not that much sugar. So good. You drizzle like little, you put a little, mix a little peanut butter oh, in there, or drizzle a little chocolate. Then you put them in the fridge and they get cold. But you're on this, you're on hard 75. I don't eat it. Hard 75. 75 hard. I don't eat it. You asked me. I'm just telling you. Okay, when you get done with your 75 hard, I'm going to make it. Yes. Yep. Okay, uh, best advice for dads with small babies or small children. So let's just say best advice for dads with babies. Help your wife with everything. That's If she's got a breastfeed, you bring the baby over, latch it on, unlatch it. That's kind of fun, by the way. Um, (laughs) Change the freaking diapers. Just help her with everything. Warm up the bottle. Test it on your wrist. I mean, just help her with everything. She birthed a human out of her body. She carried that human. And she's sustaining In her body. She her sustains body. that human with, with her, her body. body. Help her with everything, dude. That's that, dude and you're preach. welcome, by the way, you're man. Welcome. Like, dear God. Okay, yes. best advice for dads who have, like, you know, that middle age, that five through nine years. It's kind of like, that's a unique, kind of difficult age. Yeah, same thing I would say. That, I think those years, the, be there. Play with them. Like, be around. Make it normal for those kids to know that dad's around. That's normal. When they're five to nine, like, it should be normal that dad's mom, around. It's dad. Yeah, yeah, dad's mom around. and dad. Yeah, be there. Be there. I'm just saying, like, be there. If you can't be there... Make a change so that you can be there. Not all the time, but like it should be normal in their mind. Like, yeah, dad's around. Dad's here. Be there. Love uh, it. Okay, best say. advice for, for middle school age. Like, what would you yeah. say if you're Which I think is the father hard, of a middle I think school? It, our kids were great in middle school, but I think that is the hardest age to navigate. For It was for us. It's just I would say confront it when you see it. Like, because that's when they start to figure out everything about like being an adult, sexual things, body things, emotional things, dating things. And parents kind of go into hiding. They get very like intimidated Um, and and, and maybe be aware. Right. And influence your kids more than their peers do. Thank you. And the only way to do that is to be with them, confront it when you see it. We said this years ago, and actually, I've written a chapter on it in this book that will come out at some point in this life. Um, But like, say yes when you can, say no when you should, and say I love you all the time. And I think that middle school years, that's what it was like. Hey, when you can say yes, like be yeah, say yes. And say no when you should. And middle schoolers, that's the point where you're like, I'm gonna have to say no. And they and need to know. To that, middle no. schoolers don't know what they don't know. And they think they know well, everything. What is and your truth? Like that. They don't know their truth. I even that's why you're there, mom and dad. Like tell them what their truth is. They're a middle school. And you were so good at this. I remember them trying to intimidate. Intimidate me when they were in middle school, like mm-hmm. things, especially the boys. And I would feel intimidated. I'm like, why? I'm the mother. Why am I feeling it? And you, man, when you felt that, you got, you jumped on that so much. And then, and but then were, I would, but then you have to make up, like, I would be strong, like, what did you say? Yeah. Absolutely not. And I would remind them who the adult is. But then that very night, like, hey, man, we're going out. Let's go, let's go throw the football. Okay. Like one more, one more. Okay, yeah. okay. Best advice for uh, dads who have high schoolers. Because I think it is, it looks different. The middle school is one area, and then they're in high school, about to graduate in that season. It looks a little different. What yeah. would you say? Don't try to be the cool dad. Don't try to be the cool dad. Don't right? try and relate right? with them on a high right. school level. Best friend. Yeah, don't, exactly. Thanks. Don't try and be their best friend. They don't need a best friend. They, they, hopefully, they have a best friend. They need a dad. And they can only have one person on the planet to be that for them if you're in their life. So be their dad. Um, I think high school students, they might not get it right away, but they'll start to realize, like, dude, I'm grateful that I have a dad. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. not someone who's like, yo, what's, yo, what's, what's, what's cracking? Yo, cap. No cap. <laughs> oh, <laughs> like, just. <laughs> trying to use all the lingo? Come on, If you're an guys. aunt, you can do that. Uh, to yeah. all, the, all the adults. Let's just calm And down. I think at the same time when they're high school students, and this was harder for me, <laughs> but I learned it, is 
give them the respect of a young adult. Because sometimes in high school students, they make stupid mistakes and they act like your kid that you've been raising your whole life and you want to you treat them on a kid level. I didn't talk to my kids. I did, but I tried not to talk to my kids in high school the way I talked to them in middle school. Like you said, those moments where I'd get go to our middle school kids and be like, what did you say? In high school, I had to give them the respect. It was harder. And I, I, I didn't do it. I didn't shoot 100 all the time, but we did figure it out. Um, yeah. How do you get respect? They're a young adult now. Because, yeah. okay, think about it. You're 16-year-old and you're 17-year-old. They could just leave. Or we could think about it for a minute. I got married at 17. Yeah, yeah. They could. I once had a mom when we were youth pastors came to me. Her, her 16-year-old son was just not acting up, and she's in tears. And she had really, really neglected this kid. We had, we had followed them for about six years. And... Um, she's like, what can I do? And I literally was honest. And I don't know if this was the best advice as a youth pastor. I was like, you should have done it four years ago. What you, she was, what you yeah. can do, you should have done four years ago. Because now you can't do that when he's 16. Because if you do that, he will simply just Rebel. leave your home. Like he doesn't, how are you going to make him listen to you? What are you going to do? What are you going to do? You're going to spank him? Or are you going to tell him to go to his room? He'll just sneak out. He'll just yeah. take the car. What are you going to do? So the whole game changes. You can, if you have a, if you have a rebellious 16, 17 year old, there is hope. But, but there's a way to go about that. You don't have to get there if, if you'll commit to do it yeah. before that. And I think just commit to be the dad and not try and be like cool best friend. I, you know, I see people say like, you know, my high school, they're like, we're best friends. I love that thought. Um, I've never tried to be my son's best friend. And I don't even know if they would say that my dad's my best friend. But I would probably be if not the most, one of the top three most influential voices, people, figures in their lives. Yeah. Because I'm their dad. Yeah. And, I've, and, I, and I take it very, very seriously. Like, I'm your dad. It's the highest call, other than being your, your husband, is being their father. And so, so good, and they need that. They don't need another cool friend. Like, yeah, my dad's so cool, man. He let me have some beer. My dad, like, my, bro, my, my bros came over and he gave us some beer. Like, what are you freaking? And I'm saying that because that's happened. Yeah. Of people I know. Like, yeah, he let me have my... Like, that's... Bro... No, 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 no. That's a bad uncle. Be That's a bad uncle. their dad. Be their dad. That's so good. So, yeah. Babe, you're such a good father. Aww. This has been my favorite. This is kind of cool. Babe, you did a yeah. good job taking over the podcast. Thanks for, thanks for um, being such a good dad. Thanks for being such a good mom. It's so thanks, beautiful. Dad. I'll yeah. reward you later. You know what I mean? Oh, I know you will. I'm looking forward to it. Uh, Happy Father's Day, <laughs> Happy fellas. Happy Father's Day. Cheers, my love. Thanks for joining us today on Coffee Talk with Billy and Jen. Hey, if you've enjoyed this episode, please subscribe and we'd love to hear from you. You can leave a review, rate us or follow us on social media at It's Billy Huffman. Here's to more coffee and honest conversations. Cheers.